Welcome back to True Sleep. This podcast aims to help you meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still. It aims to help you find true rest by meditating on God's Word. And if you have any ideas how to improve on this podcast, please email me at truesleepfeedback at gmail.com and I will read what you have to say and do my best to take it into account. For tonight, we are going to meditate on Isaiah chapter 1, starting at verse 12, and we'll just get however far we get. If you'll recall, Isaiah here is introducing his book, his all of his prophetic oracles, all of his messages that God sent through him to his people while they were in a time of rebellion against him. And so we'll just pick up in verse 12. This is God's word to his people through Isaiah during a time of rebellion. God says, When you come to appear before me, who has required of you this trampling of my courts? Bring no more vain offerings. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and the kind of convocations. I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. Now, that's a whole lot. We won't be able to meditate on all that tonight, but there's lots of good stuff in here. Let's start back at verse 12. God says to his people, When you come to appear before me, who has required of you this trampling of my courts? So the idea throughout all this section of Isaiah is that God's people were two things. They were rebellious and they were religious. And when you combine those two things, it is disgusting to God. He hates it when we are rebelling against him, living in disobedience, ignoring his word, and at the same time being religious. In this case, going to the temple, offering sacrifices, burning incense, going about the religious duties of being an Israelite. Uh, in our modern day, it would be going to church and keeping up appearances and maybe serving in different roles as, as part of the church or uh, leading in public prayer, or if you're a pastor, preaching or teaching or whatever it may be. Uh, God's people have always had this idea, or they've fallen into this idea that they can cover up their rebellion against God with religious stuff. Uh, I know that it's tempting. You you fall into some sin, maybe some old familiar sin habit, then you feel guilty, and then you think, well, I'll listen to uh, 91.9 is the Christian music station where I live, whatever. I'll listen to some Christian music, and that'll cover it up and make God pleased with me. That's not how it works. God wants repentance when we are rebellious. And he is ready and able to forgive us and clean us up and make us new and restore our relationship. But 
Until we do that, we do not need to go through any pretentious religious activities. We do not need to go about any hypocritical religious activity. So, he says to his people, When you come to appear before me, who has required of you this trampling of my courts? Bring no more vain offerings. Incense is an abomination to me. So these religious activities that God had actually prescribed were flipped backwards then, and they became, instead of pleasing to the Lord, they became an affront to the Lord. Uh, It was as if, um, if you think about it in terms of marriage, which the Bible sometimes uses that analogy for God and his people, it was as if God's spouse had been cheating on him and then came with a box of chocolates and a handful of roses as if that was going to please him. But he knows the reality of the situation and nothing will please him until the cheating has been dealt with. So for us, here we are meditating on scripture. I think the most appropriate thing to do is ask him to search our hearts and reveal to us any way that we are being rebellious against him. Uh, If you're restless right now, which you very well may be because you're listening to this podcast to help you get some rest, that could be part of the problem. So just take 10 to 20 seconds and ask God to search your heart and reveal to you any way you are living in rebellion against his ways. Now take it a step further and and ask him to show you, are there any ways that you are trying to cover up your rebellion or counterbalance your rebellion with religious activity? Now just take some time repenting of that, just asking God to forgive you and to cleanse you of that and to restore you through Jesus Christ and to help you to move forward in a better way. When we are living in ongoing, unrepentant sin, going to church and lifting our hands and voices in worship, singing praise songs, uh, giving offerings and tithing, any acts of worship while we are harboring ongoing, unrepentant sin does not please the Lord. He does not delight in that. He says here it's vain, it's empty, it's worthless, it's even worse. He says it is an abomination to him. He goes on and says new moon and Sabbath and the calling of convocations. These are uh, just various festivities and practices of these ancient Jews. He says, I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly. I just can't take it. He hates it. 
when we have ongoing unrepentant sin, and then we go on about solemn religious gatherings. And he says, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hates. God's soul hates those things. If you know the New Testament, you know that Jesus was very kind and tender toward openly sinful people, but he was pretty harsh toward the Pharisees and Sadducees, people who were openly religious, but in their hearts they were rebellious against God. God does not like that. If there is any of that in your life, repenting of that would be the quickest way to finding rest in your relationship with God. He says, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hates. They have become a burden to me, and I am weary of bearing them. So there's a way of going about religious activities that actually is burdensome and wearisome to God. We do not want that. So let's just pause and think through our own religious practices right now. Maybe you are a church-going person. I hope you are. You need to be part of a church. But you don't need to be part of a church just to go through the motions. There is a way to be part of church that is burdensome to God, that tests His patience, and is to do it hypocritically while living in ongoing unrepentant sin. So think about your own life and think about your religious activities. Are those activities pleasing to the Lord because they come from a repentant, and humble heart, or are they infuriating to him because they come from a rebellious heart? He goes on to say, When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. So here we see that not only does he not enjoy the worship activities of rebellious people, but when they spread out their hands and when they make prayers to him, he is not going to listen. Now think over your prayer life lately. Have your prayers been invalidated by harboring ongoing unrepentant sin? I use that phrase, ongoing unrepentant sin, a lot because that's an important distinction. You and I are going to sin. That's just a sad fact of our fallen world and our flawed fleshly nature. We are not fully sanctified yet. So here's how the gospel works. When you trust in Jesus Christ and you repent of your sins and believe in his death and resurrection on your behalf to pay for your sins and commit yourself to following him as your Lord, believing that he has been raised from the dead and he is alive and in charge, you are positionally righteous. 
And so when God looks at you, he doesn't see all of your sins. He sees Jesus's perfection. And that is that is just true of you. You can come to him boldly based on Jesus's perfection, not your own performance. And in the whole rest of your life, you are growing in sanctification. You're growing into who you actually are now as a Christian. But that's a process, and you will have sin. But there's a difference between sinning and ongoing unrepentant sin. There's a difference between a sin that you uh, commit in haste, and it's not something that you want ultimately to hang on to, but you did it, you had an outburst of anger or a moment of weakness in the face of lust and temptation, or you made a greedy decision. But then once convicted by the Holy Spirit, you're so uncomfortable with that sin that you go to God in prayer and confession and repentance and uh, just quickly cling back to the grace of Jesus Christ and who you are in Christ. That's one thing. It's a whole other thing to adopt secret or not-so-secret lifestyles of sin that you are going to perpetrate in an, in an ongoing way. So this would be, for example, a couple who claims to be Christians and knows the Bible's teaching about sex being reserved for within marriage, and yet they live together and have sex before they're married, and they do that as a lifestyle in an ongoing way, and they want to at the same time be involved in church and religious activities. Well, that doesn't please the Lord because you're, you are rebelling against some of his teaching and his ways. Now, there's, that's one example. There's many ways that that can, that can take hold in someone's life. And so we really need to do some soul searching here. Ask God to reveal to you. Pray, Father, is there any ongoing unrepentant sin in my life that I need to correct. Take about 20 seconds to do that. Ask him to show you, is there any ongoing unrepentant sin that you need to correct? I think we'll draw to a close right here so I can pray for you and you can meditate on this and deal with the Lord in prayer and just be be freed from any sin that may have gotten his claws into you. You're not meant to live in sin. You're meant as Christians to live in the light, walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. So I'm going to pray for you and I just encourage you to, to let the Holy Spirit do this work in your heart. Father, would you please search this listener's heart and reveal to him, reveal to her, is there any ongoing unrepentant sin? And if so, make that clear. Give them the same hatred for it that you have. Help them uh, change their, their mind toward that sin. Change their heart toward that sin. Help them to hate it the way you hate it. Let this not be a situation where they really want to continue, but they begrudgingly stop because you say so. Help them to desire what you desire. Free them from their sin. 
empower them by Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to walk in the light. And as they do, I pray that you would give them just deep peace and rest deep down in their souls. In Jesus' name, amen.